Amen. See what can happen with just the Lord's Prayer? A lot of things, if you're listening while you're praying. But if you're not, then you won't hear what God is trying to speak to you about. See, that version of the Lord's Prayer comes in Matthew 6. And it's a part of the Sermon on the Mount. But in Luke 11, there's a shorter version of the same prayer, probably about a third shorter. And that's what Jesus taught his disciples at a different time. In Luke 11, when his disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray, what they were asking for is a formula. Teach us how to pray. Teach us what to say. Teach us what to do. And isn't that just like us? We all want a formula. We want to just tell us how to say it so we can get what we want. Give us the formula. Okay, this is what we have to do. Stand on one leg and turn around at the same time, and then I get what I want? What do I have to do? They're asking Jesus, how can we pray so that God will listen to us just like he listens to you? We know that prayer is supposed to do something. It's supposed to have power. It's actually supposed to accomplish something. That's what prayer is supposed to do. And today, unfortunately, we're asking the same questions just like the disciples. How should I pray? What's the formula? How can I be effective in my prayer life? Some of you haven't come to pray here because you struggle in your prayer life. You're like, what am I going to do? Pray an hour? What do I say for an hour? What formula can I use? So when the disciples asked Jesus, teach us to pray, Jesus said, the Lord's Prayer, our Father. And everybody knows it. You've learned it since you were a baby or just two or three years old. We memorize it. We sing songs about it. There's a little girl on, on YouTube who sings the Our Father, and I wanted to show it to you tonight. She's only two, and she sings it so cute, but I forgot the adapter to my computer, so I didn't get to show it to you. But in reality... Did Jesus really mean that we are just supposed to repeat these words over and over and over again? Are we supposed to just say, our Father, what in heaven, and we know it by heart? No, we're not supposed to. Because Jesus warned his disciples against vain repetitions. Matthew 6, 7 says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered by repeating their words again and again. See, being re repetitious in prayer appeals to a lot of people. There are people who love to do repetition. There's something about saying the same thing over and over and over again that people actually think that their prayers sound more holy and they sound more reverent if we say them over and over and over again. In the past, I've looked at Muslims and how they pray and when they pray and where they pray. See, Muslims pray three times a day. It doesn't matter where they're at. They drop. I've seen them in airports. I've seen them on the corner of New York City on 42nd Street. I've seen them drop down and pray. I think Muslims actually even pray more than some of us in this room. But do you know what they say when they pray? Islamic worshipers do pray three times a day, 
but it's always the same prayers over and over and over again. What it's like, it would be like us praying the Lord's Prayer over and over and over, every day. Nothing else. That's all they say over and over and over again. Some of us were raised saying prayers over and over again. And we seem to think that repetition, that's the way to pray. There are some people who, when they pray, they say, oh God, 50 times. Oh God, I pray, oh God, right now, oh God, that you would just come right now, oh God, and you would just, you know. You repeat, oh God, oh God, oh Lord, oh Lord, over and over and over again. Believing and hoping that if they say it enough times, God will listen to them. If I repeat his name 50 times, then it's going to build my prayer and I'm going to get to the throne faster if I say his name 50 times. I don't know why we believe that by saying his name over and over again that God's going to pay more attention to us or he'll be more impressed by our prayer. You don't have to do that. The Bible says God's not impressed by how many words we use. That's what the, that's what the scripture that I just read, it says don't pray like, like other people, don't babble on and on. They think their prayers are answered by repeating their words again and again. God does not answer babbling over and over and over. He's not impressed by us using his name. The formula for praying an effective prayer is not in repetition and it's not in ritual. The formula for effective prayer is this. Are you listening? Talk to God. That's it. That's the formula. Talk to God. That's it. It's, it's like a, a phone conversation. You know, it's like your, your cell phone. If you, you have your phone, imagine calling your best friend. And you start out this conversation by saying, Fred, oh, Fred, oh, marvelous Fred. Oh, you're such a great friend and confidant. Please share with me all of your insights and your wisdom and all of your gracious knowledge that has been endowed upon your mind. Exactly. Is that the way we talk to our friends? Oh, but that's how we talk to God. We get before him and we start, Oh, omnipotent Father, thou gracious Father who liveth up in the heavens and you looketh down. What is that? And then you continue with that kind of prayer. And it's not even real. I don't know who you are in prayer, but you are not who you are. You become this other person. And you can tell that it's even a little bit forced. It, it's a forced prayer. And every time you say, Oh God, oh God. It would be like saying, oh Fred, oh Fred. Or, oh Chuck, oh Chuck. <laughs> Imagine calling Chuck and go, Chuck, oh Chuck, can you Chuck, can you Chuck, really Chuck? Can you? And like, hello, spit it out. But imagine having the same conversation every single day. Never changing the conversation. Never changing the words. Always having the same conversation. How boring is that? 
Because you know, after a while, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Chuck's going to put you on his caller ID. You're going to call him, and he's, I ain't answering him. All he does is tell me the same thing. Chuck, oh, Chuck, Chuck, can you hear me? Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> because when a person picks up their cell phone, they want to talk to a real person. They want to have a real conversation. They want to be able to have a communication back and forth just like you saw here. He wants to hear how things are going with you. He wants to listen to you. He's your friend. Guess what? He actually likes you. He really does. He really likes you. When you call your friends, you call on somebody that you like. Jesus says when you're praying, you're praying to his heavenly father. He's there. He's waiting for you. He likes you, and he wants to have a conversation, a, a two-way conversation. That's why Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father in heaven, who sees what you've done in secret, will reward you openly. See, I, I get phone calls all the time, no matter where I'm at. I got phone calls today. I went out with uh, Pastor Christian and Pastor uh, Daryl yesterday for lunch, and people were calling me on the phone through the whole lunch. And sometimes, depending on the conversation, I will talk right there at the table, depending on who the caller is and depending on what the conversation is about. I'll just say, and I think uh, there was a couple of people that called me yesterday while we were talking. One of them was my son. And so I'm, I, I, hello, and so I'm talking to my son, and they're sitting right there, and they're, they're bogarting on my conversation. They're hearing everything I'm saying to him. And in fact, I'm kind of including them on the conversation. You know, I'm saying, oh, yeah, Daryl said this to you. And he goes, oh, yeah, tell Daryl this. And I'm, so I'm being the mediator here. And they're in my conversation, and, and, but they're hearing me. And it's okay. I'll let them hear. But then there's other conversations when people have called me, and I'll get on the phone, and, they'll, and I'll say hello, and they'll say, um, are you alone? And I'll say, no, hold on a second. So I have to excuse myself from the table, and I have to go sometimes outside, sometimes just to, you know, the restroom, somewhere where I could have a private conversation so that they could hear me and I could hear them. There's times when I don't mind talking in front of people. There's times when I talk to the pastoral team, and I can talk to them right in front of you, and we, we talk right here in front. But then there's times when I, when I need to talk to the pastoral team, and we got to go to my office, and we got to close the door, because we got to talk about some stuff. Times when I want privacy. In the same way, when I come to pray, I don't care if other people overhear my prayers. I don't care if they listen and bogart on my conversation. There are times when I'm on a speakerphone in my conversation. You know, I really love, there are times when I actually bogart on people's prayers because I listen to them. And oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. I was so blessed this morning when we were praying. I don't know if she's in here and I don't mean to front you off, but I was listening to Daisy pray. She was over here in the corner and just the sincerity of her prayer. 
oh my gosh, I was so, so blessed to hear that she was so real with God. And, and that, it was like, I was broken to hear her prayer because I could, I could hear her sincerity, her relationship with God. And there are times when our prayers are on speakerphone. Everybody can hear us. Everybody knows what we're praying. But then there's times when we need to have those private prayers. We've got to go in the office. We've got to close the door. That's what real personal prayer is all about. That's when we get off by ourselves and have a serious, private, one-to-one -one conversation with God. Why do we call people? When you have your cell phone, why do you call people? Why do we pick up the phone and call our friends or our family? Well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, I call people because I want to talk to them. Every Sunday morning, or let's just say 98% of the time, every Sunday morning on the way to church, I call my mother. And that's just something I do every Sunday morning. I really don't have anything to talk to her about. It's not like I call her with a set agenda. I just call her every Sunday. I don't want anything from her. I just want to talk to her. My mother takes care of my 93-year-old grandmother. And I want to hear how she's doing. Sometimes I get to talk to my grandmother, and sometimes I don't. My grandmother has Alzheimer's. So sometimes she knows who I am, and sometimes she doesn't. Sometimes she gets on the phone and she greets me with a lot of love, and then sometimes she'll say, who is this? But I know that it's an opportunity and it's a chance to get to hear her voice. So I call to talk. Mostly I just, I listen to my mom. And then at the end of our conversation, when I pull up, there's those of you who stand outside and you, you see me and it looks like I'm talking to myself. But uh, I, I tell my mom, mom, I got to go. I'm here at church. I love you. I'll call you later. And then we end the conversation. I call her because I want to talk to her. And in the same way, there are times when I just want to talk to God. I don't have any set reason. I have no, nothing to, to, that I, I need from him. I just, I'm driving by and something just comes into my head and I just want to talk to him. I just want, God, you know what? Thank you for this beautiful sunset. Wow, it's awesome. Thank you, Lord, that I wasn't 30 seconds down the road because I could have been involved in that accident that's right by. And I pray for them, but I thank God that I got slowed up so that I wasn't there. Things that come my way, I don't have anything to ask from him. I just begin to talk to him because I just feel like it. I'll see something that just wants, something inside of me wants to praise him, and I do. But then there's other times when I call people because I need something from them. I need what they got. I don't have keys to the church here. I don't have any keys. And there have been a lot of times when I've been locked out. Sometimes I've locked the office. I walked out without my purse. I've We've locked the church, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I forgot something in the church. And I don't, I don't have the keys. I can't get in, so I have to call Rochelle, or i got to call Will, or i got to call Chuck. i got to call somebody. Somebody got to open up the office for me. you got to open up the church for me. Last week, I locked myself out of my house. 
Thank God somebody was there to climb through the window. Um, and the alarm went off, and it was just crazy, but, but it was me. I, I was able to call the alarm company say, it's okay, it's me. Gave them the password. But, um, but there are times when things like that happen, and I can't get back in because the doors are locked. I can't drive away. I have no keys because they're locked either in my house or they're locked in the office. They're locked somewhere. So what do I do? I have to call somebody. I pull out my cell phone, and I call somebody. And I appreciate, you know, when I call Rochelle or I call Chuck or I call my daughter because I need to talk to them. I need something from them, something that I can't do by myself. I need what they have. They either have a key, mostly they have a key, so that I could get what I need. I place an urgent call. You've got to drop what you're doing. I need you here now. In that same way, I love God and I love these people that, I've, that I just mentioned. And sometimes I just want to talk to him, but sometimes I just, I need something from him. Just like I need the keys, sometimes when I talk to God, I need something from him. I need his help. So that's when I put in an urgent call to him and say, I need you. Now, some people don't call God when they need him because they're afraid of bothering him. How could you be afraid of bothering him? I think you're a bother when you don't call him because he already knows you need, you need him and you're like, oh, no, he's too busy. He's, he's got other people on his mind. Well, that's what you're there for. You're one of his kids too. He doesn't play favorites. I know some of you think God plays favorites. I know I've always told you I'm his favorite, but that's because I claim that scripture. So can you. You can be his favorite. God is not bothered when you and I talk to him about the little problems in our life. He loves to be able to listen to the little things that are bothering you. Now, we may not have a big need or anything specific, but I know that I need to be in line with him. I need to call him. I need to talk to him. I need to spend time in his presence. I need him. And you have to get to that point where you understand how important your relationship is with God. You need to understand how important prayer is in your life. And this may be a very, very, what we call repetitious type of a message. You hear it, you got to get into your word, you got to pray. And yet we still don't do it. We struggle, we struggle with praying. We struggle with reading. There's so many distractions to prayer. We get curious about other things. Our thoughts get scattered. We remember everything that we forgot when we begin to pray. We start to worry, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. and Oh, I got to do this. And we remember all of these things. And our life begins to focus and shift away from the kingdom of God to our own stuff. Just distractions. A world full of anxiety. The way to remedy this is to get your focus of your mind on him. Just get it on him. The psalmist David said, be still and know that he is God. Be still. Shut the door. Pray. It really, really works. 
Distractions, you got to conquer them or they're going to conquer you. The prayer that was given here tonight, the Our Father, it's that simple. You don't pray out of repetition. You don't repeat his name 50 times. Talk to him. Just talk to him. Tell him what you really feel. Tell him how you really feel. Because you'll be surprised. He will talk back to you. Some of you have never heard God's voice. Some of you haven't heard it in a long time. Some of you never had a two-way conversation with God. It can happen. It does happen. It should happen. It really should. What we're going to do in the last 15 minutes, we're going to pray. And what I want you to do is I don't want you to ask him for anything. I really don't. I want you to do something that probably you've never done before. I want you to spend the next 15 minutes and just thanking him. Just thanking him. Now, you can, you can change your needs into thanks. Like, we have a need. One of the reasons why we started this prayer from 6 to 6 is because we need the finances for this beam. So I'm not going to go to him and say, God, I need this. I, I'm going to say, Lord, I thank you that I already have the finances uh, that are already coming into the bank for this beam to be elevated. I thank you. And you begin to start speaking into existence the things that are not there. That's where your faith begins to build up. That's where you begin to see the things that are not seen. That's where you begin to see hope against hope. But you got to get out of the I need and get into the thanking him. Call him up and just say, you know what, I just want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you because you've been faithful to me. I've had a good night's rest. I don't have to take pills anymore. I don't have to take the, a drink from that bottle. I don't have to take that fix to make me go to sleep. I don't have to get something to keep me in my right mind. I can focus on you and you. Your word says that you give your beloved sleep. You haven't had a good night's sleep? It's your fault. When I don't have a good night's sleep, you know whose fault it is? Mine. Because I went to bed with all of this stuff. Sometimes my mind won't shut down. It just won't shut down. And I'm like, Lord, stop. Just stop my brain. He'll say, no. You get out of bed and you just give it to me. Just give. And I begin to start giving him Lord, this issue and this issue, just take this one and you deal with this. See, I'm trying to figure this thing out in my head. How am I going to work it out? And God says, why don't you just let it to me? My burden is a lot lighter than yours. Let's exchange. And when I do that, man, I get a great night's sleep. I wake up and I feel like <sighs> it was worth it. It was worth it to get out and to transfer over. So what we do, we're going to do tonight is we're going to, not ask him for some things, but we're going to ask him for more of a desire to walk in the spirit. We're going to ask him for more of a desire to serve him, to be in tune with his will and thank him. And that's the way I want to spend the last 15 minutes here. I want to spend them thanking him. If you haven't had an opportunity to come to prayer, you have two more days. I mean, you have an opportunity to pray all the time, but I'm saying here in the sanctuary from six to six. 
and we're going to fill this sanctuary with nothing but gratitude and let God do what he wants to do. Amen. Why don't you go ahead and stand with me tonight? And we're going to turn on some worship music.